0: Comedy Alley. That's right. We are coming up to season 2 of Comedy Alley here at Laughing Vikings it's in our intimate rooftop alleyway. It's weird to even explain it. It's like coming through the wardrobe and all of a sudden you're in Narnia except there's a comedy show instead of an ice queen and a and a king who's a lion. <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliant. We got some of the best performers, the funniest comedians in Canada. People you've seen on Just for Laughs, JFL 42, Comedy Network, CBC, Crave, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, and more. We do them weekly here. We haven't announced the show dates because they are weather dependent, so we're waiting on the weather to cooperate. But you can join our VIP wait list. Go to laughingvikings.com slash alley. Join the VIP waitlist. You'll be first notified when we release the show dates, and you'll get 50% off your first show. Go, 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 go. Laughing Vikings Live. High-vibe chats with actors, comedians, and creators, plus stand-up comedy, sketch comedy, and most importantly you that's right join us every monday for new episodes and you can be a part of the show on facebook live youtube live and twitch ask questions and interact in the comments and make sure to share this with your actor comedian and creator friends so they can be a part of the show too can't make a live show no problem you can catch up on your favorite podcast platform and visit laughingvikings.com to find out how you can join the cast and crew all right it's time for today's show Buckle up and make sure you stick around to the end because we have a special surprise for you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Laughing Vikings Live. Happy Monday, fun day. Let's go. Oh, hey, Brandon. Welcome to episode 80, the Abraham Lincoln of episodes. Look what I have for you. What's that, Lars? Uh. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> gotcha. Take that, mofo.
1: Oh, well, I see how it goes. I see yeah. how it Have is. Huh? Why don't you take this? Oh,
0: come on. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get one of these. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, I could do this all day, buddy, till I win an Oscar. Come on, <laughs> bring it on. It fuels my fire. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Stop trying to hit me and hit me.
1: Come on. More. No.
0: More.
1: More. (laughs) More. uh,
0: uh, 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 All right. And scene. That was our accurate reenactment of the Chris Rock Will Smith incident. Thank you. Uh, thank, you. Yes, thank, you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Where's my Oscar? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Where's my Oscar? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, welcome. This is episode 80. As I mentioned, the four score episode, Abraham Lincoln's favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't worry, Abraham Lincoln gave us full permission to use the word and the phrase four score
1: We have it written down somewhere. I'd show it to you, but uh, it's not within reaching range.
0: Yes. How are you out there in internet land, viewers, listeners? Uh, If you're with us live right now, and there are a handful of you, let us know in the comments right now what city you're from, where you're watching from, and be sure to interact, ask questions throughout the episode, because uh, this is an interactive thing here. This isn't just us broadcasting. This is us having an international conversation mm-hmm yes do we even want to talk about the slaps or can we just leave that to the internet that's been the entire internet
1: yeah let's let's leave that to the internet let's let's talk about you the know only what? thing i
0: want to say i just want to say one thing i want to say okay. one okay. thing about want to say it
1: one thing Get, First of all, violence is,
0: violence is never the answer. Anyone who's arguing on Will Smith's side, like, oh, he was justified. It's like, would you say that to your kid if a kid admitted, maybe you would. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, now I'm like, oh yeah, if your kid's being bullied, you should tell them to punch the bully back. Uh, but in this case, it's a celebrity and a comedian and celebrities, you're millionaires. You just need to sit back and take the jokes. And could you imagine if every celebrity who's ever been dissed, by a comedian by the host of the Oscars or the Emmys got up and slapped the host like mm. Ricky Gervais would have no face skin left he would just be he would just be a bloody skeleton face from
1: so many slaps i mean lars like as, as a comedian and as a host if someone did come up on stage live how would you react
0: it's terrifying it's the worst thing ever i've i've had I've never had people like approach me physically, but like where I thought I was threatened, but I have seen people come like, look like they're walking to the stage. And I have been at, I've been at shows where someone not, I wasn't the one on stage, but where a drunk person or someone who's offended comes to the stage and it's just not the place for it. It's like Mm -hmm. sticks and stones may, what is it? How's it go? Sticks and stones may break break my bones. bones, But words words. will never hurt me. Yeah, slaps and punches may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Um, And I'm not discounting the fact that, okay, yeah, if it was an off-color joke or you're punching down on someone's medical condition, all that to say, like, yeah, that's true, but you can't just go hit people, you know? Like, that's not, violence isn't the answer. And Will Smith apologized. The hilarious thing is everyone's talking about this, and they were probably at a Bel Air mansion partying it up in the night with millions and millions of dollars. So it's like, None of them are so hard done by that they're like, oh, woe is me. It's like they, he's celebrating an Oscar. Chris Rock is still Chris Rock at the end of this. Um, in fact, maybe, I think, I think that maybe the silver lining to all this, maybe all disputes should, we should harken back to the olden days where when you, when someone disrespected your honor, you did slip a glove on. And you smack them with your glove or how did it work? Maybe it, you, you take the glove off and you smack them with the glove. Oh, God. Stop doing that. The, the, problem, the problem is not slaps. The problem is when slaps escalate to punches, to knives, to guns, to tanks, to missiles, to nuclear bombs. That's the problem. So maybe the lesson Will Smith and Chris Rock taught us is every dispute should be settled by slaps. And it's just, you get a slap. Chris Rock, maybe I think what they should do is they should have a public slapping where Chris Rock gets Ooh. his rebuttal slap. Of public slapping? Yeah, yeah. He gets it, he gets his, like, you know what? I was in the wrong. I shouldn't have slapped Chris Rock in front of the entire world. <laughs> and now Chris Rock gets to slap me back in front of the entire world. So this is like a televised
1: event for this yeah, one slap. Yeah. Does Paper he get two. one slap?
0: or does he get more slap.
1: no just one slap one slap just one slap okay yeah. i Thank feel you. like this would be like commentated on like there there would be sports announcers people would be taking bets on it somehow
0: oh this could be a pay-per-view event this would be oh, televised yeah. pay-per-view like as a as a pre as a opening fight to one of the ufc title fights it's just <laughs> chris rock and will smith and he's just got his one hand
1: <laughs> who's the opening act
0: yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tanya Harding and Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. Yeah. Kudos to Chris Rock too for true, like continuing on as yeah. well. What a great job to like recover and be like, "All right, you're in, Here we go," you know, like that was uh it was impressive. The whole mm-hmm. thing was a debacle. I'm still not sure whether it was real, staged, fake. I mean, it was real. He did it looks like he got hit, but these are uh, some of the world's best actors. So if anyone can pull it off, I also did feel like it kind of seemed like Will Smith and Chris Rock had a smile on their face. And Chris Rock, as he's approaching, Will Smith is approaching him. He had his hands behind his back and he kind of like, he kind of leaned forward. Like, Hey, you want to slap me in the face? Like it was a little, it was a little like, Hey, you want to here? here we go. Slap me in the face. Hit me, hit me. There you go. If you watch it in slow mo, he was like, did not he didn't back away he didn't his hands didn't come up like why the fuck is will smith approaching me is will smith coming up here to handshake me and and give me a high five
1: i I don't think the first first thing anyone would think of when someone's approaching them like that that they're going to get slapped right especially on live tv right and and so it i don't know it, it seemed I feel like you could justify that as like Chris Rock was leaning into thinking Will Smith's going to tell him something or like say something to him. I think they both decided.
0: I think it's 50-50 that Chris Rock, I don't think it's a massive conspiracy theory where the entire Oscar production was like, you know what we're going to do? I think think the likeliest of conspiracies is a two-person conspiracy, maybe three if you include Jada. And they were like, you crack a joke. We're going to be laughing about it. I'm going to come up and give you a slap in the face. It's going to be this big thing. We'll make all the headlines. <laughs> we'll steal all the thunder from all these brilliant movies and brilliant actors <laughs> for, our, uh, for, for our vaudeville slap fest here. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a lot of talking about a slap for a slap that we said we weren't going to talk about. So you go. let's move on. Thank you, Will Smith. And thank you, Chris Rock, for giving the entire world something to talk about other than global war. Yep. Thank and you.
1: And now back to the war. <laughs> um, do you want to get into some client shout outs, Lars? Yes. Yes, okay. we should. Uh,
0: of course, we're here every week at Laughing Vikings Actor Audition Club. And what do we do here? We help actors rehearse and record professional auditions via Zoom and in studio without having tech troubles, without having to bug your family and friends so that you can book more roles in TV and film. And uh, we do that every week with dozens and dozens of actors here over the year. We've done it hundreds of times, thousands of times since we've been in existence. And thankfully, we get some great shout outs and some great reviews on Google. Mm -hmm. And um, you got one that you pulled up here. You can go over this one, Brandon.
1: Yes, this is from Bigin Nem, also known as Nem Stankovich. He did a session with Lars last week. He says... Helped me tremendously with my first big audition, provided great notes, direction, and produced the whole audition and sent it off to my agent and myself. Easy peasy. Learned a lot in the process. We'll definitely be back for bigger auditions.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that he used the phrase easy peasy, lemon squeezy, easy peasy, breezy. Uh, and uh, that's uh, he's got his nickname there, Big Nemanja, but Big Nem Stankovic. One of my favorite things about running sessions is we get to meet actors that I've never met before. It was the first time in the studio. His agent recommended that he come here uh, to get a high quality tape. It was a. a Very big audition compared to some of the other ones that he's been getting. Mm -hmm. And he's 6'9". He's originally from Serbia. And this is the thing I love. I love when I meet new people, I was like, I want to know your whole life story. How did you start? Where did you come from? Who are you? (laughs) He's 6'9", originally from Serbia. He got a basketball scholarship to a, a university in Chicago and then later in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And his program that he was studying was filmmaking, so he's a filmmaker as well, and then has transitioned to doing on camera. He's done some stand up as well, but great guy. But but huge, and he was playing the the role was to play a this huge guy. Um, but yeah, he was great, and uh, he told us about a documentary that he's that he's putting out. Uh, it's not quite released, but it's a real life version of the forty year old virgin. He's got a buddy of his who is a real-life 40-year-old virgin due to family and, um, and religious reasons, um, sort of being a little overprotective for those reasons. Mm-hmm. And he took him on a, like a cross-country jaunt over the span of eight years to like show him the ways of, um, of wooing the ladies. Sure. Uh, and apparently you'll have to find out whether he's still a virgin or not. But uh, sure. shout-out to Nem Stankovich. Also, great name. Nem Stankovic from downtown. Oh, yeah. That's three for Stankovic.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Stankovic. He's on fire.
1: Right? You and Nem should get into a three-point competition,
0: see see which one of you is better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's way better than me. You're like, I beat you, but we're both amateurs. So, yeah. I don't know if that counts. He's a, he was a pro baller at one point. So, shout out to Nem Stankovic. Uh, yeah, he was really fun to work with, easy to work with, and immediately we vibed and gelled, and we were already talking like, "Yeah, we should collab." And he, he also does a lot of sketches um, online uh, as yeah. well too. So yeah. yeah, lots of cool stuff. It's great. Amazing. You got another one here.
1: I do. We got one from Chris George. Do you roll want to roll it up Lars? Yes.
0: Yes, uh, Chris George says, "Ask for Brandon Knox. That guy is a coaching god." So helpful and friendly, always has amazing insight to help me focus on the character instead of the camera. Cannot recommend it enough. (laughs) Yes, and Chris is a friend of yours. You guys have worked together in the past, so I'm sure you guys have great chemistry and vibe well together. So shout out to Chris George.
1: Oh yeah, he has his own YouTube channel called Ruben Board. He reviews and talks about different board games a lot from Kickstarter. Uh, He's a huge board game fanatic and absolutely one of the greatest people you'll ever meet. Uh, I love Chris George. Fantastic person. I play games with him all the time and I never get bored of him. So he he is one of the best.
0: In a weird synchronicity, isn't there an NBA basketball player called Chris George or is that Chris Paul? Uh,
1: There is a basketball player called Chris Paul. I don't know if there, I'm not sure if there's a basketball player named Chris George. All right. Well, that was
0: 30 seconds of my life I want back. Then, Uh, uh please, you probably wasted anyway. <laughs> please edited it out. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't waste any time. You, you're saying I waste time? No. Uh, that's all right.
1: The, I'm, I made a quote. Never mind. Next. Uh to Simpson's quote. All right.
0: This is a great one. I love getting these. By the way, so thank you to all of our clients who take the time to uh, to leave these reviews. They are really helpful on Google and on Facebook. Um, and this is one of my favorites. I get little emails. My my phone blows up with notifications from google and i get to read them and be like oh brandon's gonna love this one so tim daniels gave us five stars four days ago he says yesterday was my first time getting professional assistance with a self-tape and it was better than i even imagined it brandon knox on top of the fact that he's got years of experience backing his excellent service He was just as invested in the scene and understanding the scene as well as your character to find great choices, gave great direction and suggestions for you to play with. And I imagine that Lars Classington is bringing his own brand of excellence to work that they do there as well. I like how he gave me a shout out as well. Uh, They want to remind you of of the fun there is to be had well at play. And clearly, I can't say enough good things about what goes down there. Boom. That was great. And... I love one of my favorite things about these um, um, testimonials and reviews is when their idea of what we're attempting to do comes across. And because we talk about, we've talked about that so many times. We talked mm-hmm. about it at, at Audition Hero, how we are invested and we do treat our clients' auditions like our own. Often they're people we know. We know they're like they're friends of ours. We know their family and their wives and their kids. So, we are invested in their success and we want them to do well and we want them to book the role. Mm -hmm. Um, And that comes across here. So kudos to you, Brandon, for doing a great job with Tim. And then the other thing is that we, that we have fun. We had that conversation as he was leaving. He was like, that was really fun. I had a lot of fun. And that's often the note that we get as people are leaving. They're like, i'll if if i'm not running the session i'll ask them as they're leaving i'll be like how'd it go It go well Be like yeah it was really fun he's so fun and i hear you guys laughing back there i hear you guys watching the replay on the monitors both laughing back and forth so uh, and we remind people and, and our um our coach tom always reminds us he says it's called a play it's not called a serious it's called a play and it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be childlike. This is uh, a thing that reminds us when we were kids, when we got to play make believe, and we got to mm-hmm. use our creativity and imagination. And I think for a lot of actors out there, if your audition process or your acting process is stressful and wrought with anxiety, that's the sign that you're doing it wrong, and you need to fix something internally in, in your in your um, in your mentality and or go to somewhere where you can get help because I think a lot of that stress and anxiety comes from the fact that people, actors are worrying about tech. They're worrying about camera and lights and moving their uh, shuffling around their living room or having to bug a family member or a friend who's not an actor. Mm-hmm. And then the actor is end up coaching the person off camera. So instead of focusing on their lines and, and their own character, they're having to take care of the person off camera, which just is not the job. Your job isn't to take care of the person behind the camera. Your job is to, express the the thoughts and emotions of the character and tell the story so um yeah i love it great job five stars oh, yeah. five yeah. stars you know what i'm gonna give you a five star slap for that oh
1: oh thank that's you
0: a, that's a five star gratitude slap you know oh, that's you, great thank you I'm so much you a, five one slap for every star there oh, you go. Okay. Thanks. That's oh, that's.
1: Great. Oh, wow. All right. That's don't, fantastic.
0: Don't forget to nap it off camera. So, so there you go. And four. Oh, oh there you go. Okay. And lucky number five. There All right. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> you will be like, how does Lars get such great results out of everyone? He slaps the shit out of them. That's. I took that from Will Smith's. <laughs> 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 will Smith.
1: If that's your one takeaway. Right.
0: Uh, uh, oh ooh. we got a we just got another positive review here adam daniel Maze says it's not every day you got to be on a pod with two of time magazine's sexiest men alive i don't know which i've i, I feel like that's not time magazine Maybe that's Yeah, i like don't tim tim magazine or <laughs> time time with uh hy like the spice magazine somehow oh yeah that's time a great magazine, magazine. I don't know.
1: I mean, we're, we are. I mean, sandwich. when they feature two of the sexiest men alive, you know, it's a good magazine, right?
0: The Spice Men. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Thank it's true. you. No, you know what? We should just take that compliment. I take all it back. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It is not every day you get to be on a podcast with two of Time Magazine's sexiest men alive.
1: You're welcome.
0: I mean, <laughs> you're welcome. we earned it yes um should also just take a minute for those of you who missed our three-day workshop audition hero where we uh shared how to up level your audition process and step into the dream role that you've always been waiting to to get into god i you ever start a sentence and you're like i don't know where this sentence is going i'm just running into a wall with this sentence what i mean to say is if you missed our three-day workshop audition hero don't fret my friends you can get instant access to the three-day replays go to LaughingVikings.com/auditionhero, audition hero and you can get instant access to all three workshops it was an amazing event we had actors from all over the world from the states from canada from mexico from uk from portugal from iran and it was an incredible event. It was very inspiring. So if you're looking to up-level your audition process, and if any part of you is struggling with your self-submit auditions, go to laughingvikings.com slash auditionhero, and you can go right now. I'm giving you permission to leave the podcast. Go real quick, register, you'll get instant access, and then come right back to the podcast. I'll wait. And we're back. Are you back? Yes, I am. Or did you go? Okay. Here we go. Um, (laughs) yes. Uh, we also wanted to talk, um, I'm, I'm in conservatory still, and you are often taking classes. So one of the things we wanted to share was, uh, what we're learning in those classes. Um, I was up in Tom's class today doing a cold read and it was a scene from parallel mothers, which was one of the Oscar nominees for best picture. I believe I've not seen it. Um, but I'll share the big lesson in our scene, and um, it's something that Tom shares with us a lot of the times, and it's the idea of act at the speed of life. Uh, too many times, actors, when they're running scenes, especially on auditions where you're maybe not fully, um, the, the words aren't quite in your body, will, will go way too slow where it's my line, your line, my line, your line. And in real life, especially when it's something heated or emotional, and in this case, it was a very heated uh, discussion between a man and a woman about a baby and a pregnancy and, and she's the mistress. So there's a lot of emotions and and drama in that. Um, But his note was, it's just got to be faster. You got to be stepping on her lines. She's got to be stepping on your lines so that you get to the point where the part is playing you and the scene is playing you rather than I say something, then you say something, I say something, you say something which to a viewer is just death and it becomes very predictable if you're like if you're watching in the viewer and you and you can predictably guess like okay she speaks and then he speaks and he sh-, and because it, that's it's also just not real you watch that and something about it will feel false because in real life when you see a couple of that's really heated. If you walk in a grocery store and you see people, two people reaming each other out, they're not politely waiting for the other to speak. They're just getting they're barely even listening to the other person. And and a lot of acting is listening to the other person. But in a heated argument, often in real life, we're not listening. We're hearing a couple things that they say, and then immediately reacting with our rebuttal, so that it's back and forth, back and forth. So it was the idea of saying our lines even faster like uh, uh, stacy would say a line and, and tom would be like you can say that entire thing 3 times faster and lars i don't even want to hear a breath like no no dead space between just jump on that last word because have have your response locked and loaded about 3 quarters of the way through her lines like we often do in real life often in real life we're not we're not listening actively we're we're waiting to speak sometimes. So, and that's, I think that's just a huge, huge lesson and a huge, um, it's one of those easy fixes. A, f- a few episodes ago, we had the five ways you can uplevel your auditions. Often it's just work on pace. Um, and I think you mentioned that too, right? Yeah. You mentioned great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we did talk about that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times it's just like, yeah, that was great. Now just do it faster. So it seems like a real life thing. And that also, it means removing punctuation and not pay, not playing commas, not playing um, periods, not playing every dot, 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 like it needs to be this long, dramatic pause. And then you earn your pauses. You go fast, 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 fast. And then you get to something and someone drops a big bomb. And then that takes the wind out of your sails for a minute. And you have to react to that, which in our lingo would be an event potentially mm-hmm. or something with a lot of importance um, or some people refer to it as a, a beat change in a, in a script, but just back and forth, back and forth. Um, yeah. Adam Daniel was a, says a great example of that. The Spanish improv that heart Javier Bardem and P- Penelope Cruz did. in w- Woody Allen's uh, Vicky, Cristina Barcelona, mm-hmm. Alan told those two to improvise an argument sequence at the top of the drop of a hat. And they performed it masterfully in the streets of Barcelona. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a weird thing. It's as soon as you see that you're like, and, and and if you're witnessing that you can even be tricked into thinking that these people aren't acting. They're just like, Oh, what's going on here? And then you're like, Oh, they're just acting. But it's because it seems real. And you emotionally and vocally, when you're going that fast, you get caught up into it. And then at the end, you actually feel like you just had a real argument with someone because you basically did, uh, but it was because it was at the right speed and vocally and your breath and everything. So that at the end, maybe you're a little out of breath. Maybe you feel heated because emotionally you were getting all worked up and it just doesn't get there. If it's slow, then it's it's the Tom always mentioned it's bad uh, daytime television soap opera where it's just these dramatic pauses and these breathy like I say a line and then I gaze off into the distance, which is just terrible. So act at the speed of life. That was my big lesson in acting class uh, with Tom today. And then the other thing that I wanted to share is we had our second class, um, our subversive clown class. Mm. And the thing, I'm not going to share all the lessons. I just want to share the homework. This is the brilliant thing about being in an acting conservatory is we had homework, but often it's really fun. Uh, So our homework, legit, this is our homework this week. He instructed us to laugh more, laugh louder and more inappropriate in public. So to get caught laughing out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good. Feels good. And mm-hmm. he said, and I love this one because I do it already. He said, sing songs about things that you're doing in your everyday life. So like, <laughs> I'm doing a podcast. I'm doing a podcast with BK Broiler. We are broadcasting to the world. Oh, yeah. That's a terrible song, by the way. Um, No, I loved it. Do you do that in real life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I sing songs all the time. Making some spaghetti in a pot. Earlier, I was singing. I'm... Emptying my bladder in the toilet. <laughs> all my urine going out my wee-wee. Boop, oop, Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, lo- add lots of boops and beeps. Oh, um, yeah. And then he also said, any scenario where you win or lose, and the example that he gave was, if you're catching public transportation, you just, you run after uh-huh. it, and you just squeak in through the doors, Do give one of these, sweet, sweet, <laughs> or like, Sweet, a fist like more fist bumps, which for us in Tom's language is guidepost seven, communication and competition, which mm-hmm. is also communication and competition is guidepost seven, as it relates to rate and fighting for what you want and acting at the speed of life. That's also communication and competition when two characters are fighting for their point of view and and for their um, uh, for 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 their argument, and mm-hmm. so so much that they're fighting fast for it. And then he also said. Uh, When we lose throughout find find spots throughout the week where we get to say oh nuts. (laughs) So if you miss that cab or you miss the door, just oh nuts. Ah shoot. Oh nuts. Um, And the other homework was to be mischievous. So he said go to the grocery store and like nothing nothing like he's like don't wreak havoc on the world, but like uh, move the mustard. To the ketchup uh, shelf, or turn the labels around, or turn turn a bunch of things upside down, or just yeah. little 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 goofy things, and that's fun because then someone comes along later on and, and they laugh at it. Or maybe that might mean if you're in a climate where um, where there's frost or snow on the on the car windows, mm-hmm. do some funny faces or some silly faces, or, or write some silly things. Um, and then the other example was. Don't turn around in the elevator. So just walk, walk into the elevator and be like, floor seven, please. And just stand facing everyone in the elevator.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that, so it's, so that it's basically was basically like a test to get you used to embarrassment. And so yeah, you're not, yeah, was, you're not worried was, about it.
0: Yeah. It, it, the idea was be a little more irreverent um, to societal societal norms. And and the big the big lesson is. Like society and life in general is saying, be small and don't act out. But if you want to be a performer, the whole point of that is to act often bigger than life and larger than life and to step yeah. out of your comfort zone and and to not be that person who just steps in line and just keeps their head down and just... Blends in with everyone else, which we're, we're, we really are taught to be that way in society. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also to spread, he did also say in a positive way. So that's, you're spreading joy. And like, how fun is it when you were like, yes, I did it. And then all of a sudden you're like high fiving people and people are cheering yawn. Like, that's fun. It's fun to do. So
1: I, I wanna, I wanna add to that just for anyone listening right now, I want you to be ultra polite to anyone you meet, ultra polite. I'm talking like pleases, thank yous, helping helping anyone be more observant in your everyday life. If someone needs help lifting something up, go help them lift it. If someone's struggling to get down out of the subway or like out of the bus or something, go help them down. I love, I love this idea. This is, it, that's a fantastic homework thing. It
0: feels really good when you do things like that. I mean, you're talking about paying it forward and, and being kind and opening a door for someone or even complimenting someone just be yeah. like, like sweet jacket, man. Like mm-hmm. just like, and that's also like dialing up the love when you see something that you love actually express it, or you, you see something funny, tell the person oh man that was hilarious or even catch people doing those things catch someone you see someone open the door for someone else and then you walk by like man that was really nice of you like the, thank yeah. you for doing that you just made the world a, a little better place yeah it's contagious thank and- you brandon thank you brandon i just <laughs> want to say thank you one of my favorite thing is thanking thanking people for thanking you so say thank you oh, so i'll oh, say thank you lars oh thank you for thanking me brandon
1: Well, thank you for thanking me for thanking you.
0: Oh, Brandon, that's so nice of you. I just want to say how grateful I am that you would thank me for thanking you for thanking me for thanking you for thanking me.
1: Wow, Lars, this has made my day. Thank you for thanking me for thanking you for thanking me for thanking you. And
0: Brandon, I am just so full of gratitude that you would take the time to thank me for thanking you, for thanking me, for thanking you, for thanking me, for thanking you, for thanking me for thanking you. Lars, thank you. See? See? I already feel better. I'm gonna cry in a podcast again here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got more comments from Adam Daniel Mazay. He says, I love Tom and I haven't even met him. The man sounds like he's more hoots in an owl commune.
0: Yes. And, and that actually, that, that homework wasn't Tom's class. That was our clown class, which is another instructor, Chris, and I'm going to butcher his name. Um, I'll have to look at his name. I mentioned him twice. Both of his classes have been so simple, but so profound. Like we're, we're doing these very, very simple exercises and very, very simple games. Mm -hmm. And everyone comes away like mind blowing. There's, there's like profound moments of truth and, tears even in the class where someone is like oh i've never felt so vulnerable and so real ever and we're doing very very simple things but it's the idea of like the other thing that he talked about today was stripping away um because because society teaches us to not be vulnerable and to not really be seen and and to hide and cover up we do we do oh speaking of cover, Ooh, Blur, up, the blur is great back. to
1: see you blur
0: yes Hang on one second.
1: Any words of wisdom, Blur?
0: Just keep moving fast so nobody sees keep you. Keep moving fast. Um, I love no. it. <laughs> no, that's I love uh, it, Blur. You always come, come on here
1: and give such words of inspiration. And I'm, for me, I, I'm I'm profoundly grateful whenever you show up, Blur.
0: I was literally. Oh, up, Mars? You I miss was literally. Blur? Oh, he was here. I was literally making the opposite point of I, the point was be seen. So. <laughs> the exercise we had, we had introduced ourselves and say a few facts to us, but he wanted everyone to just stand up open, like no, no holding your hands, no extraneous movement, no looking in a way when you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So you just had to maintain eye contact, look at everyone, be open, no funny twitching or no crossing your legs or no scratching your head. Like all the, and if things came up, like, if you started to get snotty, or if your eyes started to leak, our instinct is don't be seen. I don't want that to be seen. But he was just like, sit in it, be there, be seen, be open. And it was like his. It was profound. Like both of his classes, we all walk away and we're like, what even was that? But it, it was amazing. Yeah, shout out to him, Chris. It's like Tremanian or Travantian. Yeah, I'm butchering. I don't know. Uh, here, I gotta look it up because it's bugging me now. I gotta uh, hang on one second. Talk about I, I your... think
1: I think it's interesting what you were saying because it comes back to something uh, we were talking about earlier before the podcast, Lars, and that comes with trust. Because you have to trust your other castmates that are you're working with. You have to trust the crew that's that's on this movie there's so much trust involved in being vulnerable. And I'm reminded of a quote that Tom likes to say, actors need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And there's so many times where we just have ticks that we don't even realize. And part of that is becoming conscious of those ticks, those personality traits, those, uh, those biases that we all have that, that have been ingrained in us that sometimes we don't even consciously think about. Uh, do right. you have the name up?
0: Yeah, uh, it's Tremantana. Chris Tremantana. Um, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing it right. I'm gonna put it in the comments. Chris Tremantana, he's got a great resume and tons of training, and his classes are are great. But it's exactly what you're saying: is just trusting that you're enough trusting that you can be seen and mm-hmm. and being also was the idea of being generous being generous and selfless enough to be seen and to bear yourself and and not hide and cover up but like that's that was the big thing he was talking about and I do it I I know I mentioned it last week I do it in the podcast where when you're thinking of something you look away mm-hmm. or you look down or you look up and you're like hmm hmm and you do that when you're a little lost and or when you're fumbling for your words or you're you're thinking of a name instead of just remaining here in that stupor of like, uh, I don't know what I'm saying right now yeah. and just remaining open. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to Chris. We've only done two classes and I think we only have seven or eight with him and both of them have been mind blowing. And for something as in your head, you think that clowning is just going to be the silly wacky like Put red noses on or something like that and it's not at all that it's it's been quite profound but also really fun too so fun mm-hmm.
1: yeah. yeah when i when i was working on clown in school i always found it to be like a, a more freeing viewpoint and viewpoints yeah. itself is very freeing to begin with yeah. so it, it was it was a lot of fun to do yeah and we we had our red noses we we got them we got them like uh, plastered and like they were molded to our nose and it was really cool and
0: in our warm-up one of my favorite things that we often occasionally do it in a voice and speech class I think it's called gurning is it called gurning it's like a facial exercise where you get real small so you oh. you basically like scrunch all your face like almost like a lemon yeah and then you make real small noises so you go like and then you go as big as possible. and so then you go, ah. Well, ah. so, so it's like you, you try to like physically, like without using your hands, peel uh. your face off like you're peeling a lemon, and then and then like you're pinching a lemon into a, me, 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 me. and it's so fun. What a bunch <laughs> of idiots we are. Eh? <laughs> this is great. If you're not an actor right now and you have some desk job that you hate uh this is what we get to do i literally spent five minutes going very freeing
1: very freeing oh
0: yeah um, um what else do we want to talk about you've got classes that uh that you're uh, in right now
1: uh currently i am not taking i'm only taking tom's class on saturdays right now um uh we had a we were actually discussing communication comp no, we were discussing importance this week, which is such a fantastic guidepost. I, I I really do love importance because it it amplifies uh the personal aspect to you in the scene. And like it because like it I always approach a scene as like where can I apply my importance of who I am to what this character is. Because there's, there's certain things in my life that I, I consider vitally important that maybe someone else doesn't. And th- those are the dualities that I find really lighten up a character or really spark up a character. Because uh, it, it's yeah, I think we were talking about this before, Lars, where it's the the things that we apply the most important to and someone else doesn't, that's where you find the opposites in the comedy. Did we talk about this before? Uh, I'm not sure in those words, but that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, opposites is... Uh, right.
0: Yeah, like comedy. like an example where if someone is... Um, someone missed a bus that comes every seven minutes, but they're freaking out like this was the most important bus, or they they like their coffee just so... And so when it doesn't come the way they want it, it's it's a catastrophe. It's the end of the world. Like you see a lot of that in in um, in like Seinfeld, for example, where it's all these really mundane things, but the characters care so much about them. And I I think that's a big part of importance is in a scene, just care more. It's visually as an audience, you want to watch someone who is invested in a situation. And this, you often hear it as stakes, uh, raise the stakes. A lot of a lot of scenes. That's just a quick dial up. It's like fucking care more that you get your point across, or care more about the situation, or mm-hmm. dial up. That's also guidepost love, relationship, find the love, love this person more. Or uh, we were we were watching a scene um, the other day in film class where basically the guy had to express his love to the woman, or if he didn't she was on a way to a date with a new guy and this was like one shot. So it's, it was really about dialing up. Like this is your one shot. If you don't tell this woman and express and convince her that you love her and she's the one and you've been in love with her, she's going to walk out the door and she's going to go meet another guy and maybe they're going to live forever happily ever after. So it's like, make it more important. Like this is, you gotta bear your fucking soul right now, otherwise she's gone and it's over. This is your one shot, and that relates to Stella Adler's quote of uh, "no, uh, no, no film or play happens on a normal day. It's always mm-hmm. on an on an extraordinary day with ex, un, under extraordinary circumstances. It's also don't make it some random so-so friend. Make it your best friend. Um, don't make the cake." some blah cake make it the best fucking cake you've ever tasted so that Mm -hmm. it has more importance and as an audience you like you don't watch sports where two people don't care about it like that's amateur sports where nobody's they're just hemming and ha and it's like you watch competition it's also relates to competition the higher the importance Mm -hmm. the higher the communication and competition is and then you're watching well what's the most important game is the championship game but the top pros play every game like it's a championship game because they never know throughout the season what's going to be the game that gets them that last seed in the playoffs or gets them the first ranking so that they seed better to then do better in the playoffs. So it's mm-hmm. raise, raise all the stakes, raise all the importance, and just care more. And that's visually going to – like apathy. I, there's a lot of that in, in new um, – some TV like um, – sarcasm or just the blah I don't care about stuff so I'm just going to be a block like that where people are playing it comedically where they're playing apathy as mm-hmm. comedy but mm-hmm. that's it, a little hack like it's a little trick that might or a hack that might work a little bit but mm-hmm. it's not really a good um not a good strategy in life and it's not really a great strategy in in the acting world either because then you're like well this person doesn't seem like they even give a fuck about being in the room or auditioning or is it the character or the actor like who doesn't care is it the actor that doesn't give a shit about this audition or are they playing the character to not care and that's Mm -hmm. also not interesting like neither one of those is interesting it's like you want to see people fight for something that they want that is very important and then that's also as you mentioned that's comedy you take something that's not that important to other people and then you're like why the fuck does this care this guy care so much about his coffee it's just a coffee it's a dollar like what's what's his deal but you watch someone freak out over a dollar coffee
1: and it's hilarious oh yeah 100% and we have a question from Adam Daniel Mazay question about the your conservatory experience i'm assuming this is for you Lars is it better than you expected about what you expected not what you expected and what is your opinion about mixing coaching styles counterproductive or one never knows from whence one obtains one mentorship and inspiration
0: great question and my answer would be a resounding more than i expected it's been even more transformative and deeper than I could have ever imagined. And a lot of that is from the, um, the spectrum of classes that I take, not just Tom's classes, but all the faculty, uh, across the board. Like, so we're doing, um, we've, uh, acting classes with Tom where we do scenes and we do monologues and we do cold reads and audition pieces. Uh, then we've got a bunch of voice and speech classes. Uh, we had a, um, an improv class. We have a uh, film history class, a theater history class, a film production class, a Shakespeare class, an Alexander technique class, a Linklater class, um, a business of acting class, um, uh, a Chekhov movement and viewpoint class. Uh, I'm still missing some. I haven't even named them all. Oh, we had a voiceover class as well. We have this clown class. So it's actually more classes than I even expected. But each one of the uh, instructors they're top level instructors. They really fucking care too. So it's it's, and this was part of the reason I joined the conservative. I went and did the week the conservatory. I did the week long intensive in New York City last summer, and all of the instructors, especially one that stood out, was Mary Lou Rosato in her Shakespeare class, which I'd never really done much Shakespeare since high school, and in high school I didn't give a shit about it at all. Um, but just seeing her passion, enthusiasm, and you see her going over the words and she's just like, Ooh, look at here and there. And Oh, she's saying them with such passion where it's um, it's um, what's the word? Like it's contagious. When you, when you see someone that type of passion, you, you get swept up in it and then you're like, Oh my God, this is, this is amazing. This woman loves it so much. And then all of a sudden by the end of the class, you're like, wow, that was really deep and transformative. So um, yeah, across the board, uh, so many epiphany moments, I had never taken a full um, conservatory experience. I started acting later in life when I was 31. And so all my training was piecemeal. It was a lot by learning on set, student films and doing background and then taking workshops and intensives and um, learning on set and learning through books and reading and watching videos and all this kind of stuff. But I'd never done one full, all-inclusive, all-encompassing program, uh, which was causing me or i was anticipating it to eventually cause me to have some um imposter syndrome eventually where i knew like the further i go in this field i'm going to be eventually acting across people who have been to juilliard and been in the royal shakespeare company and have studied and studied and studied with all these greats and i'm like well i i learned by doing stand-up and improv classes like i just i was feeling like i wasn't going to stack up later on so Mm -hmm. a lot of it's been a confidence booster to me um and the um and just going deeper i think anything you care if there's something you care about this is my advice to everyone no matter what it is whether it's acting or not just go deeper peel another layer off the onion go deeper go deeper if you take someone's introductory class and you like it and you like them as an instructor be like huh I like that. And I was just getting the intro, like the, the get a taste teaser class. What about the full class? What about the week long class? What about the month long class? What about the year long class? And that was my thinking with Tom is I always really connected with him at the, the workshops and the Saturday workshop uh, and then the intensive. And I was like, I'm loving learning from him and I am deeply affected and transformed by a day with him and a, and a few hours with him. So it's like, how can I not be more affected by by going more? And part of that is just when you invest in something as well. It's it's um, one of my business coaches, James Wedmore, says the transformation begins with the transaction. So I also paid a lot of money for this. So when you invest in it, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I better show up and I better like work and put in the time and put in the energy and the emotions to it. Um, so that was a big part of it to me. And to answer your question there, um, what's your opinion on, about mixed coaching styles? Um, I'm going blurry here again. Uh, let me see if I can fix myself. Um, well, you guys are going to have to deal with it. I'm just going to stay here blurry. There we are. (laughs) Um, I think it's great. I think you do. It, It can be a challenge if you ever hear contrasting, um, contrasting opinions, But that's also life throughout all of life. You're going to hear different things from different people. And part of becoming your own human being and as an actor, whatever we were becoming professional human beings, you have to start discerning what works for you. And and it's not about one person having the be all and end all technique and opinion um, and the one way. It's you take pearls of wisdom from different people. You figure out, you know what, that really resonated with me. I really like that. I really connect with that style. And you take from them and then you can amalgamate it. So that at the end of your life, you have your own opinions on life and your own beliefs and philosophies. not, You're not taking anyone's own coaching. It just says the be all and end all dogma and everything else is garbage. And mm-hmm. I think that's a bad way to live your life. Um, so, you, you got to sort of take everything with a, a little bit of grain of salt. But when you really connect with someone, connect with them and lean into it. And that's how I feel uh, about Tom's teaching and the, the technique and the structure of guideposts, vocal variation, and viewpoints and four agreements. It is a really all encompassing technique that I find works in every scene and every scenario more than other techniques I've learned and heard about and, and studied um where it was just like sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't it seems he's the closest thing to working all the time and it's because it's it's a it's a mix of science and art or it's it's he talks about it being the perform uh, the physics of performance if that makes sense so that's my long 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 winded answer to it's been two thumbs up conservatory experience Um, yeah, I think, and it just comes down to invest in yourself, invest in your training, invest in your growth, invest in your learning, uh, whether it's with Totterhoff Conservatory or any other training, just go deeper, train hard, keep learning. Mm -hmm.
1: And I I love what you said about no coach is the be all end all. I 100% agree with you on that. I think it's vitally important for every actor to have as many different coaches as possible, never marry one technique because acting is a lot about contradictions. There are a lot of contradictions in acting because it comes down to the personal. And what is, what we talked about before, what is important to you will be important to somebody else. If you apply your technique and apply your personal aspect to it, to the work, because it will, feel so much better for you. And because it feels so much better for you, we'll feel that we will innately understand that when you're on stage or screen, because we're innately drawn to people that care. We're innate. We innately want to, um, to experience that for ourselves. We want, we, we know that feeling of when something is important to us that we just immediately gravitate towards it. And I also love what you said about the contradictions, Um, because as I said before, acting is a lot of contradictions. There is a lot of contradictions throughout it. And I I think I've said this before on the podcast, but I I think Tom's technique and the Tataroff technique is probably the closest thing to the least amount of contradictions to it, because it is very much like if you follow the guideposts, if you follow uh, vocal variation, if you use uh, viewpoints in all of your work your work will not be bad and that certainly is going to
0: be better it will always be better as yeah. you dial up all those things mm-hmm. yeah yeah and those contradictions too it's i mean that's life as you hear you hear chatter you read it on the internet and you got to discern you got to fact check your own things through your own experience
1: yeah um
0: not just take like Oh, I read this on the internet. This has got to be true. That guy said this. This guy said that. It's like you're going to hear varying opinions, and a big part of life is shutting out some of that noise and and discerning what's factual for you. Or it's maybe it's not even a matter of facts. It's just what is working. What's um.
1: And what's, what's fun? What's what's fun useful?
0: For you. Yeah, what's useful for you? What's enjoying? What's it like uh, enjoyable for you? Mm-hmm. And that's another. Another thing about Tom's method is he puts a big focus on um, playing the positive, playing humor, playing the love. Yep. And that's what all of us want in our lives as well, too, and, and fighting for what you want. So if you're if you're really loving things and you're having fun doing it and yeah. you're fighting for what you want and saying yes to what you want and going after it, that's going to translate on screen as an actor. And it's going to also going to translate in your life because you're just, your life's going to be better. And that's something not that I don't, I don't think Tom bills himself as a life coach, but when you apply all those guideposts and when you really learn them, you see it all in, in life too, not just in TV and film and on stage, you walk around you're like, Oh, that's opposites. That's why that was funny. Or, yeah. Whoa, that was a great discovery right there. Oh man, was that ever importance? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's very transformative. So I would highly recommend. And, and it's sad that it's coming to a close. We, we finish uh, the end of our first week in May. I'm excited. It's funny. It's that bitter, bittersweet thing of of I'm excited for the next phase of my life as a performer. And I'm, I am excited. I'd be lying if I wasn't excited to have some of the time in my week back to do other things. But also the reason I'm excited is because I know I'm more heavily armed with more technique and more knowledge and, and more, uh, more, just more training in general so that I know when I now have the time to go out and apply that in my life and, and in my career that good things are going to happen from it. So as sad as it's going to be to say goodbye to those instructors and to my classmates. But the flip side is we've developed such strong relationships in our ensemble. It's 22 people from all over the world that never would have met in person ever before. Um, and we've met via Zoom. Uh, And the instructors are brilliant, too. And every one of the instructors, when they finish the class, has said, you can email me, you can text me anytime you want. Like, consider me a resource for your entire career. I'll always answer your emails. So it's not like you paid for this course. And if you don't pay me, I'm not going to answer your question. Everyone has been amazing by saying, like, this is now a lifelong relationship. And I'm a resource that if you ever need anything Reach out and I'll do my best to reply and, and help you out wherever you are in your career. So it's been brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. Shalala. Sha-la-la-la. Yes.
1: Uh, so uh, I think we're coming up to yeah, about the wrap. Yep. Um, but before we go, Lars, do you want to tell the people all about
0: Comedy Alley? That's right. We are coming up. To season two of Comedy Alley here at Laughing Vikings. If you were here last summer, you saw some incredible performances in our intimate rooftop alleyway. It's weird to even explain it. Uh, I still don't know a good way. You have to see it to believe it. It's like coming through the wardrobe and all of a sudden you're in Narnia, except there's a comedy show instead of an ice queen and a and a king who's a lion. <laughs> it's uh, it's brilliant. We've got some of the best performers, the funniest comedians in Canada, people you've seen on Just for Laughs, JFL 42, Comedy Network, CBC, Crave, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, and more. Uh, we do them weekly here. We haven't announced the show dates because they are weather dependent, so we're waiting on a, on the weather to cooperate. But you can join our VIP wait list. Go to laughingvikings.com slash alley. Join the VIP waitlist. You'll be first notified when we release the show dates, and you'll get fifty percent off your first show. Go 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 go!
1: Nice job, Lars. Okay. Nice job.
0: Soundbite. Brandon oh, loves yeah. when I give him when I give him nice, clean, under a minute soundbite so that he can just nail that Instagram <laughs> reel.
1: It makes it makes my life a lot easier, and I yeah. love it.
0: But i am i am very excited it's a very intimate um, venue there's only 20-25 seats mm-hmm. we always book it's all pro comedians occasionally we have some up-and-coming amateurs as openers but you'll see four or five headlining comedians people who headline comedy clubs and festivals across the country and other countries uh, i often host those shows so i'm bringing all my friends who are comedians to 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 bring them to the stage and inviting neighborhood people to come join us. So go to laughingvikingscom alley Hop on the VIP waitlist, and as soon as we book the show dates, that waitlist will get first crack at them. And the reward for you is you'll get fifty percent off your first show. So it's going to be great. I can't wait for that. You excited? You should be oh, excited. Oh yeah.
1: Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very yeah. excited.
0: DJ BK Broiler. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's not just a podcaster. He's not just an acting coach. He is a hell of a DJ Spotify. Up and down those Spotify playlists.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep. I bring up the volume and I bring it back down again.
0: Oh, yeah. Yep. (laughs) He knows how to raise and lower the volume in between acts. (laughs) Like no other DJ.
1: Some say I'm great. I just say, you know, I do what I do. DJ. DJ spotify
0: (laughs) dj volume slider he's so good at it it. uh adam daniel mazay says
1: um comedy alley is like osmosis passing from an area of low comedy penetration to a area of high comedy penetration through a laughing Vikings membrane. Did
0: I say that right? This- uh, I don't know if you did, but I feel dirtier for having you said it. Adam Daniel Maze, I appreciate your enthusiasm and I love the fact that you're here, but let's maybe not use the word penetration so many times in one comment. <laughs> I feel a little violated just uh, just hearing that. There will be no penetration, and if there is any, it's completely consensual. That's the guarantee that I give everyone here who comes to our shows. No one will be penetrated no membranes will be burst all right not, we got all comedy
1: alley we can
0: cut that out if needed yes <laughs> we're, okay. we're okay somebody can give me a slap um oh Wesley robertson says is he better than dj winamp i don't know there's only one way to find out we're gonna have to have a dj spinoff yep. dj winoff versus DJ spotify and see oh there's one more it's going to be a three-way between, uh, oh, it's getting dirtier, a three-way competition between DJ Spotify, DJ Winamp, and my favorite, DJ AMFM. just up and down the dial, just turning the dial, hitting scan, just hitting scan on a car. So
1: you're not even sure what song's going to pop up?
0: Nope. All requests. So what do you want to hear? Taylor Swift? Scan. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's Errol Smith. Oh, DJ oh, Napster. That's Metallica. DJ Napster. That's good too. I like it. <laughs> all of the DJs. All of it. All of the DJs. All right. And shout out to Wellesley Robertson. Um uh we are we shouldn't maybe we'll announce this too. Uh for those of you who are members here at Actors Audition Club, we've got our monthly members meeting, which we do on Zoom, where we get all our members uh in a Zoom scenario where we uh, share news and updates. We share success stories. We share resources. It's an opportunity for uh, members to ask us questions—specific coaching questions, specific training questions—to make suggestions on how we can make the membership and how we can make Actors Audition Club better for the members, and uh, just hang out and have a little fun. So we're going to do that uh, in about half an hour mm-hmm. at 7:30. We're going to hop on a Zoom with members. So, uh, Wesley, hope to see you there. And if you can't make it to those. We'll record them and we'll throw it in the members area so that you can always catch up later. So uh, if you can't make it, but I would say, make it just be there in person. You too, Adam, Adam and Wellesley Mm -hmm. be there, be there. I heard uh, DJ Spotify is going to be there. He's uh, spinning the playlist today.
1: I am spinning the playlist.
0: All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, tuning in. Uh, Once again, make sure to go to laughingvikings.com to book your audition sessions and go to laughingvikings.com slash audition hero or Brandon just threw it up there. Oh, there it is. Laughingvikings.com slash audition hero to step into your dream role in 2022 and you get access to the replay for our audition hero workshop. Thank you so much. I think we had a successful Abraham Lincoln four score episode, but I would like to finish with a slap. Okay. Oh! Oh, do me now. Yeah, yeah, do me. Okay, ready? And? Ah! Oh! What the F, Brandon? Eh. Come on! I better win an Oscar. I better (laughs) win an Oscar. Or you win the Oscar. Whoever Uh, whoever does the slapping wins. I mean,
1: I'm going to win an Oscar, so. For the slap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the slap.
0: And the award for best award show slap goes to... I just want to say thank you, Brandon. Thank you for that slap. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you, everyone, and have a fantastic week. (laughs) (laughs)